I put a cherry on top. Booyah. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Now when I get the sun, I smile. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Give me all you got! Listen. Give me all you got! You're listening to SockPod, the Sturchley Open Cinema podcast. Bringing the community together through film for Sturchley and our neighbours. Hello and welcome to another edition of SockPod. My name is Chris. Hi, I'm Karis. And I'm James. And together we run the Sturchley Open Cinema. So it's September and you may have noticed the weather cooling down somewhat. You may also have noticed that we haven't been shouting about our next Friday feature. That's because there isn't one. We'll explain ourselves later. But first, we're going to start this episode with our last screening. Good evening. <laughs> um, sorry we're a little bit late guys, but uh, thank you so much for coming along to our rescheduled screening of Parallel Mothers. Um, some of you might have had tickets for the first screening, but the weather warped the blinds in the buffs, so we had to move it here. I hope you all agree it's a really nice little venue for yes. quite a, what I've heard is an amazing film. August's heatwave threw a spanner in the works at Sturchley Cinema. The high temperatures buckled the blinds at Sturchley Bards, meaning we were unable to make the room dark enough to screen a film. But... Lucky for us, in true Hollywood style, a hero showed up at the last minute in the form of Kerry from the old post office co-working space. Kerry was kind enough to host us for a rescheduled screening of our Friday feature, except this time it wasn't on a Friday, it was on a Tuesday, and we couldn't call it a Friday feature. I was about ready to call the whole thing off, but then James stepped in and called it a pop-up picture. (laughs) (laughs) Alliteration is it? Frankly, if there isn't any alliteration... What is the point? A mí me encanta la idea de tener un hijo contigo, Janice, pero no sé si puedo permitírmelo ahora. No es cuestión de si podemos permitirnoslo. Es cuestión de que ya está aquí. Parallel Mothers was what we screened. It was directed by Spanish institution Pedro Almodovar and starred Penelope Cruz. And it's a drama about Janice, a photographer who meets Arturo, a forensic archaeologist, and asks him to excavate a grave where her great-grandfather was killed and buried. He agrees. The pair of them then sleep together and Janice becomes pregnant. I probably shouldn't say any more than that. And we'll talk about the plot as we get into it. So, Karis, what did you think of Parallel Mothers? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I've seen a couple of his films before and enjoyed those. So I went in with high expectations. I think as a newish mum myself, I found some of it a bit of a difficult watch, but I found there was enough humour and warmth to carry the film through um, and kind of the undertones of like the history, like really interesting. I think what was key for me was the whole like question around what is motherhood? Is it the act of carrying and giving birth or is there something else? I won't go into it too much because I don't want to spoil it for any anyone, but yeah, no, really enjoyed it and I found it a really interesting film. Me too. James, I'll ask what you thought of it first. Yeah, no, I really liked it too. 
um this so was your first almodovar it film, was it? yeah yeah definitely so that, that that was partly the i was going in again kind of high expectations um also maybe slightly like ashamed that i hadn't seen any of his films before um but no i i really liked it um the performances were great so especially penelope cruz i thought was fantastic in it i just yeah the way the whole film was put together but and also just the under sort of current all about the spanish civil war and I guess the sort of divisions in current Spain on how to address that history. Yeah. Very interesting and very relatable in light of other sort of things going on in different cultures at the moment. So yeah, it was a really, really good film. Yeah. Parallel plots weren't there about preparing the past and stuff. Karis, you mentioned about being a new mum yourself and you related to some of it. Yeah. I think um, it's just quite interesting watching because it kind of starts off with birth and then like, challenges of being mums and the relationships you form with other parents and kind of thinking about what being a mum is I found all that really interesting and questioning myself as to whether I had a a new lens on that or whether I would have felt the same regardless so yeah really interesting film from that point of view from my perspective the giving birth scene to me I have absolutely no experience of this but to me that looked pretty authentic yeah, it didn't glamorize it in the way sometimes no. Hollywood films. Can. It was frank. Yeah, yeah, it was it was frank, and I think it dealt with some of the kind of challenges you have as a parent around juggling work and childcare and and those sorts of things really well. Although everybody kind of had a lot of help at home, a lot of paid help, which yeah. isn't my experience. So um, that, that was part... less parallel with my yeah, life. <laughs> that wasn't very relatable, was it? No. Estás <laughs> casada. No, no. Las dos somos madres solteras. Lo mío fue un accidente, pero estoy tan contenta. Lo mío también fue un accidente. Yo no me arrepiento, ¿eh? Yo sí. There was a scene at the end. Maybe we shouldn't talk about the end yet, but you mentioned it after we'd finished watching it, James. Yeah. The scene in the grave. Yes. Did anyone look that up afterwards to figure out the symbolism? <laughs> oh, I wish I had. No, <laughs> no it would have made us sound a lot more clever, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, but for anyone out there who has seen it, yeah. There's Please get in touch. There's, yeah. there's definitely a point being made that we felt was maybe slightly over our heads, but it was interesting. Yeah. It was a really interesting... Was that the final shot? I think it yeah, was. Yeah, it was. And it was the for me, without spoiling it, it was the particular choice of like which characters were present in that shot was interesting to me. I didn't quite understand the point of that. Yes. Why it wasn't the entire ensemble, it was specific characters in the shot. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it certainly was, wasn't it? And what I would just say is, if you listen to this and you've not seen the film, it probably sounds like it's quite a heavy film, hmm. which it is to some extent, but actually there's a lot of light in it and it's a really enjoyable film at the same time, even though it does deal with some quite heavy issues. So... I, I think to be able to balance kind of all those issues, the history of Spain, like motherhood, loss, relationships, but keep it kind of enjoyable and kind of not too grim is, is a real like triumph actually of filmmaking. Yeah, I agree. I think um, on our last episode, we had the our critic, our resident critic, not resident, he's been on one episode, um, but we had critic Paul Salt talking about the film and he said that you warm to his characters in nearly every film that he makes, even though they are dealing with some pretty far-fetched things at times. 
but it's the characters that make it, isn't it? It's they're they're very warm, believable characters, even if they are dealing with pretty absurd things sometimes. Absolutely, I think Penelope Cruz is just one of the best actresses around, and she's she amazing. Works particularly well with this director. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, ¿Quieres llevártela contigo? No. Me tengo que acostumbrar y dormir. Tengo mucho sueño atrasado. Seguro que te encuentras bien. Estás sudando. Anda, échate un rato aquí con nosotras. And I think that point is what it goes across to like other characters who maybe aren't like big characters, but there's no like lazy character in this who's just like one note. There's a couple of I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to sort of say that there's a sort of a father figure who goes quite absent and there's a mother who also goes quite absent and but both of them are given like room to sort of explore who they are and you can understand why they make those choices. I have a lot of time for it. That's good. It's kind of the opposite conclusion that we've come to from last episode where we're talking about licorice pizza somewhat disappointed and frustrated with that film i think this one's just an all-round thumbs up yeah Definitely. i agree it's a thumbs up from sock <laughs> so that was august screening And this is the part where usually we tell you about September's screening or Friday feature, but we don't have one. Instead, there will be two coming up for you in October. More on that later. But we didn't want to leave you high and dry. So here are a few recommendations you can watch from the comfort of your own home or in Karis's case, the cinema. Karis, recommendations for September since we're not screening anything. Yeah, so I made it to the cinema which is quite an achievement given the fact I had a baby in tow. And I watched See How They Run, which is kind of an Agatha Christie spoof or homage is probably a better word. So it's like a crime detective sort of whodunit mystery set around kind of the mousetrap production. Victim's name is Leo Kopernik, sir. Seems he was killed in the costume store. deposited here staged so to speak sorry sir it was really entertaining really good fun it felt a bit like a Sunday afternoon film like kind of like really good characters almost a bit of a Wes Anderson sort of setting in terms of this this staging and the colors and quite a few of the same actors as well which is probably what made me think of it most and lots of easy laughs but delivered so well kind of you didn't mind that they were easy laughs so yeah I would definitely recommend it it's a good a good time at the cinema if you're not into massive blockbusters that are really shouty and screaming it's it's a good film for for those sort of people um I don't know anything about it but when I saw a trailer it was one of those really quick trailers like in the ad breaks and it looked very Wes Anderson-y to me. Yeah, I think I think it is because of a few of the actors and kind of sort of the do-do-do, sort of like <laughs> this has now happened and kind of quite a quick bit of narrative and dialogue and then nice colours and close-ups and things like that. So, yeah, it, it looks good. It's kind of a very 
appealing to the eye and kind of very busy sets and things like that. So just really enjoyable and warm. So what did he do that made you suspicious? It wasn't so much what he did, it was more the way he did it. How'd he do it? Sort of suspiciously. Right. James, what is your recommendation for September? Mine is a film on Netflix called Apollo 10 and a Half. I want to try and give it the full title. I think it's A Space Age Childhood. You know, someone can fact check that. None the wiser. Um, Hang on, let me get my phone out. (laughs) But what it is, is it's a sort of semi-autobiographical film by Richard Linklater, who, if you don't know them, uh, they directed the Before trilogy, the Ethan Hawke trilogy. Um, I can't remember the other names of the actors in those films. And The Boyhood was obviously another well-known film. Uh, I just really, really liked it. So it's one of those great films that's like an hour and a half long which is really great. I think too many films go a bit too long. And it's about uh, a young kid, maybe like 10 years old, growing up in Houston in the late 60s during the space race. And it's partly, you know, sort of autobiographical story, but at the same time, there's a slightly fantastical idea that this kid is actually also secretly being trained to be the first person on the moon at the same time, which is clearly going on in his head, but it's played for, for, you know, for real on the screen. It's all animated in a sort of like cel-shaded sort of style, so it looks really nice. It's good fun. Mission for what? We accidentally built the lunar module a little too small. How'd that happen? Listen, are you good at math? Yeah. Do you get a perfect 100 on every test? No. Okay. We need a kid like you to test this accidentally smaller version on the lunar surface and soon. Stan, you're our only hope. Okay. What's uh, shell? What did you call it? Cell shaded. I'm calling it cell shaded. I might be so wrong, and I'll be getting we'll be getting like angry tweets about this. <laughs> but I I'm trying to think of a similar film. Is it is it like because Richard Linklater's done quite a bit of uh, rotoscope uh, animation? Is yeah, it like that? Yeah, maybe it's maybe that's the better term for it. It's Where like it's like you they can edit film it, but then they <laughs> animate over over the top of the film. Does it look like that? That might be what it was. Rotoscope. Yeah, let's say it was rotoscope. It looked like. Has anyone seen Flea? That's a another documentary. No, I'll just. I just. Apparently, I love rotoscope films. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Yeah, it, it looked like it had been acted. It, the like the mannerisms of the characters were very realistic. Right, yeah. that's part of the charm of it. I also it was really nice because I watched it with my mum and. She had grown up sort of in the 60s and could remember watching the moon landing. And her dad actually was a uh, an airplane engineer. So he used to like fly over to America and like work over there. And that was like a quite a rare thing. So I think she was kind of like ticked a lot of nostalgia boxes mm. for her. So that was quite cool. Yeah, I recommend it. Okay. Yeah, um, that's just jogged my memory because of the rotoscoping thing. Richard Linklater made a short film, which was rotoscope animation. And it's called Snack and Drink. Okay. That's just a sort of a bonus recommendation, I guess. Cool. That's cool. really cool. Well, I feel like we need some sort of film fact feature where we talk through like something like that type of animation just so we can expand my mind because I've got no idea what you're talking about. This episode's fun fact is <laughs> I, rotoscope. I do have a fun fact from that film, which is not oh, film, please. It's not film related, but the AstroTurf, the reason it's called AstroTurf is because it was first used in Houston at the home stadium of the Astros, the Astrodome. So that's why we call it AstroTurf. I'll tell you what, this podcast... Just keeps on giving. (laughs) Really coming into our own. (laughs) This is the podcast.
Well, this month I'm going to recommend something on Amazon Prime. It's a horror film because it's September. I kind of feel like we're heading into horror film season and I've made an early start. Beth and I watched a film called X. Farmer's daughter, take one. X is set in the 70s. It's about a group of adult filmmakers who go to a farmhouse to make a, a dirty movie and things happen to them. I kind of want to say it's a bit Tarantino, but that if someone told me that, I think it might put me off. But it's kind of does that really great thing that horror can do where it sort of walks the line of horror and comedy because a lot of horror is absurd, isn't it? And I think it leans into that Mm -hmm. quite heavily and it's creepy, but also just very, very entertaining. What? Are you all right? No. That's X by Ty West, who recently has um, released a sequel, or actually it's a prequel to it, called Pearl, which is out in cinemas soon, I think, and I really want to see that. Yeah, I saw a, um, what are they called? Trailer. Trailer. (laughs) (laughs) For that, and she was dancing with a scarecrow? Yes. Yeah, it looked... uh, Really interesting, mega creepy, but really drew my attention. So, yeah, yes, that's I'm um, by that. Mia Goth. She's in X, and this is the prequel, and she's the same character in it. Ah, right. okay. I, can, she... I can see how she ended up in that. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's yeah, yeah, really good. Really recommend it. Built my body. Built his body, and we've been friends ever since. Huh? Yes. Yes. Yes, we have. You built my body. Yeah, built his body. Yeah, I've said that. I, 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 I'm Charles Petrescu. Charles Petrescu, I named and him. You built my body. I named him Charles Petrescu, and I built his body. In 2017, Jim Archer, David Earl, and Chris Hayward made a short film called Brian and Charles. Now it's 2022, and Jim Archer. David Earl, Chris and Hayward have made a feature-length film called Brian and Charles. James, what is Brian and Charles? I would guess it's best described as like a sort of what, a British comedy about a lonely inventor and his creation, Charles, a robot. I'm only human. I put my hands up. I had a very dark period. And it was in that dark period, it was in that low moment that... I decided to build a robot. Karis, you've seen the short film, haven't you? What did you think? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really quite funny, but with elements of darkness um, and kind of also a bit like melancholy, I suppose, as well. So, yeah, really looking forward to seeing the full feature. And I just think... um, the way he's brought his creation alive um, is really entertaining, but you could just watch how it moves, like, for ages. I just find that really, really mesmerising. That head 
That head you see there, I found in the back shed in a sack. Picked it out. Bloody hell, what's this? Look, looks there. What's going on here? It got me thinking. What got me thinking? And then down the lane a couple of days later, I found a box of cogs. And I knew I had a couple of levers in the bedroom. And then snap, crackle and pop, put them together. Hey, presto. This guy. You were very, very depressed, Brian. I was very low. The short, for me, I, I really saw parallels to having a pet. So he's invented this robot, this rubbish looking robot, <laughs> like hilariously rubbish looking robot uh, called Charles, which he's very proud of, then becomes very irritated by and tries to send him off to live in a field. Can we go home now, please? Oh, this is your home now. This is your home now. Up by that tree. Tree. I could totally see having a dog. I could just totally see how <laughs> the the parallels between between it. I mean, maybe kids as well, perhaps. But I don't know if I'd send them to live in a field. Yeah, but. no comment on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, for listeners who weren't aware, we we have recently just sent a dog out of the room. So that <laughs> <laughs> not any children. <laughs> She's gone to live in a field. I'm just picturing him now, sort of roaming around. He's a tough old cookie. He'll be fine. I built him well. Yeah, it's a really funny, very sweet short film. I'm really hoping that the feature length just expands on that. I, I enjoyed Charles the Robot's obsession with cabbage yeah. as well and just sort of sneaking back in the house. That that seemed like that was from personal experience of a pet. It does something, seem it? something yeah, like that, yeah. doesn't it? I really wonder <laughs> if he had a had a puppy or something and decided to write this film because there's a lot of parallels for me. What are you doing? What are you doing? I want a cabbage. What are you doing? What is the big deal, please? That's my cabbage. That is my cabbage. What are you doing? That is my cabbage. Get out. Get out of the cottage. Get out of the cottage. Move now. Hoopla. Hoopla. Go. Go. So, Brian and Charles will be a Friday feature. Thank God the alliteration <laughs> is back. Uh, it will be screened at Sturchley Baths. That's going to be on Friday, the 21st of October. Now, at the time of recording, uh, tickets are not on sale. By the time we have released this episode, tickets may be on sale. The best thing to do is check out the link in the description of this podcast. That will take you to our website and hopefully you can go and buy a ticket. Bring your own booze, bring your own dinner, bring your own robot. That's our first film in October. Our second film in October, Karis is dead excited about this because it's her favourite time of year. What are we doing in at the end of October, Karis? We're doing a Halloween special on Halloween itself. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? <laughs> uh, I feel like without giving away like personal information as well on a podcast. It's also my birthday on Halloween, <gasps> so I, I like it too. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that, you're so lucky. Yeah. That Identity theft does explain to back off right now. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it explains a lot. Um, well, that makes it all the more exciting because we are planning quite a bash on Halloween. We're going to give you, Sturchley, the choice of four films and you're going to choose the film that we watch and we are then going to all dress up, come to Sturchley Baths, celebrate Halloween celebrate cinema and perhaps maybe acknowledge that it's James's birthday. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) 
the films i'm not going to tell you what they are yet um you'll find out all about that in october um but here's a little sneak preview of next month's episode later at night i was lying in bed the room is dark but the light from the landing was sort of a rich yellow light so as the door slowly creeped open you could see that yellow light coming in and and, and lighting everything in in a different colour you shouldn't see that because you were the one opening the door so this door was opening and then I just saw the, the blade of the knife come through I just didn't know what to think so I I imagine I screamed. I'm not entirely sure. And that about wraps it up. That's a wrap for this episode. Karis, thank you for your recommendations and for joining us. It's a pleasure as always. James, cheers. Cheers. And thank you for listening. If you would like to, we would really appreciate if you rated and reviewed us, if you're able to, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Shout about it on social media. Tell your friends force everyone you know to listen thanks for listening and we'll see you at the movies hasta la vista baby hi it's chris again popping up for another post credit sequence i'm just in the edit and i was looking for the link so that i could link to the short film that i mentioned earlier in the podcast notes i mentioned a film called snack and drink it's a 1999 uh, animated rotoscope documentary and i said it was made by richard linklater and i cannot live with myself it wasn't made by richard linklater it was made by bob sebiston and tommy palotta i think i got confused because Bob Sebiston, if that's how you say his name, was the lead animator on A Scanner Darkly, which was a Richard Linklater film. (sighs) I'm glad that's off my chest. And tickets are now available for Brian and Charles. So get onto the website. The link is in the podcast description. Cheers.